welcome to the Prism of Torah podcast archive with your host, Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. This podcast features a Devatara called Pashas Vayikash, having complete self-control. Shalom to everyone. This week's Parsha, Parshas Vayikash, we know that we're coming off of last week's Parsha where the brothers were being set up by Yosef. He hid the Gavia Kesef in ben- ben- Benjamin Benjamin's bag and now he got one of his servants to run after them and they were caught and now he said you guys can go but leave me Benjamin ben- Benjamin by me which we know that's the one thing Yaakov said I'll let you have Benjamin but be very careful nothing happens to him like what happened to his older brother Yosef so then you, the brothers led by Yehuda in this week's Parsha are approaching Yosef and confronting him, and not let and and uh, are willing to give everything up in order for that Yehuda will be let that Benjamin will be let go. And the Mefarshim explained that Yehuda went to such an extreme that he was willing to give up his life, and he was willing to kill, to try to kill Yosef, so that uh, Yehuda, his brother, would be let go. Now the question, the main question I want to share with you is the following. Why is it that Yosef waited so long to reveal himself? We know that in this week's Parsha, the climax of the confrontation is, is when Yosef can't take it anymore and reveals himself to the brothers. This is in Pasuk, Perek Mem Hei, Pasuk Aleph. It says the following, I quote the, the Pasuk in English, Now Yosef could not restrain himself in the presence of all who stood before him, so he called out, Remove everyone from before me, thus no one remained with him when Yosef made himself known to his brothers. So the main question is, why was Yusuf trying to restrain himself so long? What happened? And also, let's try to get a deeper understanding of what it means in the Pasuk when it says, in the presence of all who stood before him. He, 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 what does that mean and what is it coming to tell us? So perhaps we can go with the Kliyakar's explanation that he goes into a lot of detail to explain and answer our main question, which is why Yosef waited so long to reveal himself to the brothers. He explains that this was all part of a plan. Yosef realized that the brothers sinned towards him, and he really cared for his brothers, and he wanted to ensure that that their sin will be 100% atoned for. And that can only be if he puts them into a similar position as they were before, and this time they fight for their brother. Don't forget, they are the only two brothers... Yosef and Yudah that came from Rachel, which Yaakov loved most. So it was hard for him to lose Yosef. And now, Yosef set up the stage so that they will have a, 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 a similar situation to do 100% tshuva and fight for their brother, even though it's from a different mother, which is Rachel. And that's exactly what Yosef set up. And that's why he couldn't reveal himself to the brothers. In fact, the Kliyakar goes into details to, so, to show all these parallels. For example, he says that just like he was thrown into the pit, so too he threw them into jail. Just like Shimon was the one that instigated the whole thing, he took Shimon at, at the beginning as captive. And therefore, he wanted to ensure that the brothers come to their own awareness that what they did, the severity of the sin they committed, 
And he wanted them to come to that on their own because that's 100% tshuva. And indeed, the Torah does testify that they were talking amongst themselves and they said, why did we get into this situation? And they realized it's because there's sin. As we know, people that really care about their lives, they think, and everything that ha- they think about what's happening to them in their life, nothing happens to them. Everything HaKadosh Baruch Hu throws their way is to make us better people or to... Uh, or to put us in a similar situation we're in the past, so that we could do tshuva. Everything has a reason, like the Gemara and Bracho says, that no matter what happens to a person, he should be mipashpesh b'masav, which means he should analyze the things that are happening to him, and decide how he can become better through those things. Now I want to share with you a Shemi Shmuel that says the following. The Shemi Shmuel explains that after Yudah's passionate plea for mercy, the Torah, like we just said, tells us that Yosef could no longer continue to pretend he's the king and is not Yosef. But what is the implication of that? When it says, He couldn't hold himself back. It means that really, ideally, his plan was to continue more to, and, and not to reveal himself yet. Because in order to reach 100% atonement, he needed the, 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 the plan to continue. But he couldn't take it anymore. Which means that emotionally, he, w- he so much cared about the brothers and he couldn't do bad to them anymore. He couldn't hold himself anymore and he felt, that's it, I reached a point. I know they could use more atonement, but I can't help it anymore. I don't want to be so mean to them. And I have to stop and reveal myself to them. So despite this outburst that he wanted to cry already and reach out to the brothers and say, I'm your brother Yosef, still he had the self-control and was able to control his emotions and and asked all everyone around him to leave. That is the other part of the statement of the pasuk that we mentioned earlier. That he then uh, he removed everyone from before him, all the people that stood around him. Yeah, because it says that Yosef could not restrain himself in the presence of all who stood before him. So he called out to, to make them leave. Why? Because he so cared about his brothers that he was able to overcome and have self-control, overcome his emotions, and tell them, everyone leave, because I don't want to embarrass my brothers in front of everyone. They left, and then he told the brothers, I'm Yosef, etc., etc. So, what do we see from here? We see from here the unbelievable level of self-control that a tzaddik like Yosef has, that he didn't act on impulse like many of us would, but rather, he controlled his thoughts and only then acted. This theme about Yosef is shown also, can be seen in, in two different places. One is the famous case when Eshet Potiphar tried to seduce Yosef, and he held himself back, he thought of the image of his father, and with that he was able to overcome that. The same we see if a person's medayik in the psukim, when they took Yosef out of, out of the jail that he was in, in Parashat Miketz, he's suddenly taken out of prison over there, to meet with Paro. And the Torah tells us that Paro sent people to Yosef and it said the following. And they rushed him, meaning in plural, they rushed him from the dungeon and he shaved and changed his clothes and came to Paro. So it seemed like people rushed him and yet he's the one that stopped and said, I have to get a haircut and change my clothes. And as Rashi explains over there, that it was because of Kvod Malchut, the honor of the kingship. Because there's an idea, even kings that are not Jewish, there's an idea to honor them. Hashem wanted them to be king, and hence we need to show a certain level of Kavod. There's even a bracha to say around kings. 
So you see that, imagine a person in, is in jail for so many years and finally he knows he gets a chance to meet the king and to get out. So his emotions probably are screaming out, just run, run to the king already, let's not stop for one second. But yet he had the composure to think, he was totally in control of his, himself, had self-control and decided, wait a second, the right thing to do is to get shaved and change and then to go. As well, it seems like the beginning of the Pasuk, it says, they rushed him from the dungeon. Not that he rushed himself, they rushed him. Even though he knew this is his ticket out of jail, literally, he still wasn't rushed, he was calm, he held his composure and didn't act on impulse. On the other hand, his brother Uven, on his level, we know all the Shvatim were Tzadikim on a level we can't even understand. But on their level, they, Yaakov Avinu, before he passed away, he did criticize on a certain level, Uven. He said, Tachas Kamayim, just like water goes naturally fast from a high point to a low point. So to you, Uven, on a certain level, you're on a very high level, but on your, on your level, you also acted a bit on impulse. And we see that when he switched, switched to the beds of Yaakov. So on his level, that was a little bit of a sin. So perhaps, some want to say, perhaps that is the reason that the Gemara later on, I think it's in Baba Basla, says that the Gemara says that the be, that as a, that it, does, it said that the the Yerusha usually the Bechol the Bechol gets the Yerusha he gets two pieces more than the other brothers, and over here it was switched from Reuven to Yosef. Why? Because Yosef's part, instead of being one part, his two sons, Ephraim and Menashe, they were instead of Yosef. So his, the one part became the two, meaning they're part of the Shvatim officially. So you see that Yosef's family got two Halakim. Perhaps this is also a reason that this came about. But at the end of the day, what are we taking home with us from this Dvar Torah? We want to take this idea of a person should work on himself to have as much self-control as, as he can. Not to work on impulse and on what our, na- our natural r- inclination is to, to, to run to do taivas or to, to, to not let the physical side of us control us, but rather always use the brain HaKadosh Baruch who gave us, our mind, and to think before we act. This is the reason that there's tefillin also on the ocean, also on the heart. Because we should use our emotions, but also our mind. And the mind should control our actions. Uh, a very uh, marshal that I like to use is, sometimes you see that people walk their dogs, but on the other hand, sometimes you see that the dogs walk their people. We want to be those people that walk our dogs. We're in control of where we go. And our mind, of course, the nimshal is that the, the person is the mind and the dog, is the impulse or what, whatever our natural physical drives are and we have to overcome that as little kids already we're being trained to be like that because we know every, we wait between meat and milk and we say a bracha a blessing before we we eat something so we, even though our instinct is that we just want to eat it already still we wait we say a blessing and then and then we eat and I just want to end off with three little short stories about maise that happened. My Serav, big Anashim Gdolim, that they indeed were in, in control, and maybe we can take these ideas and learn from them. The first story I want to share with you is regarding Rav Sim Chazisel Broide Zatzal. He was the Rosh Yeshiva of Chevon. One day he opened the door to the Yeshiva to go outside when he was suddenly struck by a flying snowball that was thrown 
by some Bachur and of course there was no intent to, to do that to the Rosh Yeshiva but that's what happened and he, and he realized this the Rosh Yeshiva realized this and he didn't want to embarrass anyone so even though the natural instinct of a person should be to look at who did it and have a word with him but instead he on purpose did not look story number two is Reb Chaim Kanievsky it was Sukkot a couple of years ago and Sukkot, on Shabbos Sukkot, and Shabbos was the ending of Sukkot then, and in Shalashudis, the Rebbitzin passed away, and of course, that hurt him, but yet he was in control of his emotions, because there's a halacha, one should not be bitzal on Shabbos, not in pain, so he didn't show any forms of pain, and he waited, and right after Motzei Shabbos, right after Havdalah, he started crying, and didn't stop crying. Because again, you see the unbelievable self-control these Anashim Gdoilim had. Another story is about Rav Steinman. Rav Steinman was giving a daily shir. Actually, my Rav goes to, used to go to the shir. And as you know, I had a, a bit of a kesher, Mol Hashem, with Rav Steinman, a huge tzaddik. And one time he was locked out of the room. And there was some Bachulim that also came to, to the shir. And they were playing games with one another. didn't want to let one, one Bachur into the room. And Rishtamin says, please open, it's, it's me. So the, the, the Bachar inside said, yeah, sure, you're pretending to be Rav Steinman now. And at the end, they figured out it was Rav Steinman, and Rav Steinman went in, he closed his eyes because he didn't want to embarrass the person. He realized, obviously, it wasn't done intentionally to him. And he closed his eyes, and he says, come on, everyone, come in, I want to give the shear. Story number three, and we'll end up with this story, is uh, the famous Mashgiach, Ravolbe, one time, this is one of his Talmidim, of Leichter, said over the story, I heard it from him, that he opened the door, because everyone wanted to go into the shir to hear it, and, and he opened the door and smashed Ravolbe in the face, or pushed him by accident, and, and they heard him, and he could see, of Leichter said, I saw in how much pain he was, and I could see, that right after that, he was win- wasn't willing to look back. He just kept walking into the room because he didn't want to see who did it because he didn't want to embarrass him. You see the unbelievable self-control. It's obviously something, someone worked on it for a long time because they changed their instinct. The instinct should be Davka, yes, to look. And yet, they didn't even have to think about it more than a split second and they didn't look. Yeratzon, that we take this idea of self-control and implement it with all our relationships around us, with parents, with kids, with friends, and by that, we'll become to, to grow spiritually, which will, Be'ez Hashem, bring Imot HaMashiach Bimeira. Good Shabbos. This is the Prism of Torah podcast. Drabasaf Aaron Prisman. Please share with your friends and family. PrismaofTorah.com is where you can find the full archive of Divri Torah. You can contact us through the website. Once again, prismoftorah.com This podcast was produced for free by Ellie Podcast Production. Lunishmas, Leibas Yonah, Yaakov Alexander, Ben Mordechai Doyf, Yisak Isaac Ben Moshe.